stretch four. We are the Bulls Outcast. I'm Matt, Big Dave, and John. Uh, the Bulls beat John's Mavs 117-101. That is 2-0 against Dallas this season. 3-0. This time with Luka and Kristaps, right. who they were missing the first time around. But now the Mavs will be dealing with COVID issues very much shorthanded outside of Luka and Kristaps. So despite Luka doing Luka things, what was his final stat line tonight? Let's see. 36, 16, and 15. The Bulls took advantage of his breaks when he needed a rest, and the rest of that Mavs lineup was garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, James Johnson was our backup point guard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of backup point guards, shout out to Archie Diacono, who sees his first action since the first game of the season uh, because he took Denzel Valentine's by the rotation. <laughs> Archie, five assists tonight, leading that uh, leading that full second unit. Um, and uh, on the whole, I think my favorite part about this game, we could talk about uh, some of the players individually, but only 13 turnovers after a loss in which you coughed the ball up 24 times. The Bulls have been sloppy with the ball all season long so far. It's been a big problem for this very young team. Um, and you know, being careless late in close games will always come back to bite you. But I think the bulls, after a couple of bad possessions there in like the middle of the fourth quarter, when things were getting a little dicey, John, you're like, Oh, maybe we're going to come back. No. What did the bulls do? They gave the ball to the trusted vet, Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter. Said, Otto. I got this guys and scored 12 of his 14 points in like the last six minutes of the game. Uh, and, and that was big for me, but that and, and keeping the turnovers to a minimum. Yeah, he, he was amazing uh, in that fourth quarter and very stabilizing. And, and John mentioned uh, his game in that fourth quarter, just how different it looked uh, for Otto Porter Jr. Just going to the bucket, you know, taking floaters and being more aggressive in the paint. We aren't used to really seeing him like that. Usually when he gets the ball, he's, he's stepping back and shooting mid-range and threes. But this time he was going in the paint, being aggressive, going to the bucket, and it, it was good to see. It was good to see. Like you said, Garrett Temple, I mean, I, I don't know what he ate in Dallas, but, I mean, he was phenomenal. Like, 21 My points. God. Like, nobody – I don't think anybody really saw that coming. And, like you said, man, you kind of needed that tonight with Zach Levine and uh, Kobe White, who did not score, um, with those guys uh, struggling. And Zach having 10 points. But what I like about Zach is he said, oh, my shot isn't working. Let me try to affect the game in another way. Walked away with 10 assists and three steals. Uh, so he affects the game in, in those other ways. And I'm going to save, uh, cause I know we're going to talk about my guy in a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. You're, you, we were just talking earlier about how, uh, you know, your, your favorite stat, AK least favorite stat is steals. You know who had five for the bulls today? Cause it's your favorite bull Wendell Carter jr. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, five five steals, man. steals, 12, seven and five was the stat line for Wendell tonight. Um, this is a big, big Mavs team. You know, even with the pieces they're missing, the, all their size was still there. You know, a gigantic mm-hmm. point guard in Luka. Kristaps is out there. You got Boban out there. Johnson's a big dude. Um, and I think, you know, Wendell did a pretty decent job tonight. Like, you know, Dave, they didn't quite make it. You were saying you hoped that they held the Mavs under 100, which I think would have been the first time the Bulls did that at, at, at any point to any opponent this season. The, the Mavs finished with 101, but I... I overall thought outside of letting Luca be Luca, which is impossible to stop, the Bulls had a good game plan defensively and they executed it. And Wendell was pretty strong defensively tonight too, John. 
I think Wendell was wonderfully defensive. And I, I also, I'm shocked Gafford didn't play more because he, I thought he had came in spurts. He blocked the se- third or the second and third tallest guys in the league on like within a span of three and a half minutes. That's amazing. Uh, he scored a couple baskets, and I thought I thought the centers played really well. I thought the bigs played really well. I thought I mean Lowry quietly had a fantastic game, and it's I it's he again. I think he's not playing well, and then I look at the score the boss score and i'm like how did it where did that when did he do that yeah because <laughs> like just watching it I, I i'm always left wanting more but he the bigs played great i think it was the the the, the guards the our starting guards were called it in today mm-hmm. they said nah you guys got it bigs we're fine mm-hmm. <laughs> truly i mean let, let, we got to touch on uh on lowry because you mentioned him like it didn't look like he took over this game at any point. Like you were saying, John, it didn't like seem like he put it, you know, his imprint on it in any particular stretch. Like, you know, for example, Otto, who was big in, you know, like consecutive buckets in the fourth quarter. Lowry had 29 tonight. Lowry had 29 and 10. And you're like, what? <laughs> but yeah. And, and, and like he did that with only two of seven from behind the line, uh, behind the three point line, but 10, uh, of 19 overall from the field, and here to me is the key from Lowry's stat line tonight: seven of eight yep. at the free throw line. There it Attack is. Attack the fucking basket, Lowry. I am encouraged to see eight free throw attempts from a man, the finisher. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was very excited to talk about Lowry, but but just to add to the point John just made, because I I don't want to overlook that because that's an excellent point. The man dropped 29 to 10, and, we, and you kind of didn't know it, and he left you wanting more. Like it didn't feel fulfilled. That is that is yeah. that's an excellent point. Like that that is an excellent excellent point. And he's right. And when I saw he had sixteen at halftime, I was like, for real? Like, like he got sixteen? Like I was a little shocked by it. But I was still excited um, just to see him come back, even with a game like that. After people uh, after that last game, you know, of course, you know, he had a bad game, and everybody, you know, he's the worst. And I'm like, you know, it's his it's his first game back after COVID for two weeks. You know, he'll get reacclimated mm-hmm. and get more comfortable. But the aggression, I like that. I saw I saw more pump fake threes from him than I've seen in quite a long time. Um, to the point he was pump faking wide open threes and going to the bucket um, and doing stuff like that. But yeah, I just I like the aggression. The aggression is what you want to see from Lowry marketing, man. Like you you know he can shoot. We all know this. Like you know you got a jump shot, dude. You're seven feet tall with skills and you know you're a little light on your feet so we want to see that more displayed and, and brought to the forefront but i i completely agree with john like i want it to be more impactful too you know what i mean i want it to be like oh man lowry is killing guys tonight so if, if 29 and 10 you don't feel you that means you should have had at least 35 then you know what i mean like you're supposed to have people feel you if you're playing you know that good I agree. I mean, do you guys think? Oh, I love that. I, I love. That, I, go I, ahead, I love John. That. Sorry, I just say I love that. You ha- you're supposed to have people feel you. I think that's just mm-hmm. a great way to describe like basketball when you watch it. I test as opposed to stats. Like, yeah. and you're right. Like, I just wanted to point. That. I love that. I'm gonna start stealing that. I like that. That one feel please. you. Sorry, sorry, continue, Matt. Sorry, I just really, really resonated. I was just gonna bring it up, uh, Dave. You mentioned it briefly. The fact that Kobe White had his jersey number in points today zero oh of five from the field uh you know a few rebounds four assists only one turnover so you know he, he didn't negatively affect the game um do you think it's weird though where we're finally talking about a strong game from lowry in the you know in the neighborhood of a 30 and 10 game 
which is the player we all wanted Lowry to be when we saw those, you know, those initial sparks his first couple of years in the league on a night when the Bulls' backcourt kind of has a down game. You know, we talked about how Wendell, you know, looked aggressive early on as well. So the Bulls' front court looks good. Kobe and White, uh, Kobe and Zach combined for only 10 points. How, like, do you think that there is a problem as far as the, the coexisting of these core pieces, which we don't know if they will be long term, having good games in the same game? Mm. Mm. I mean, I mean, I was, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, mm. But actually, I was encouraged uh, when I saw it because when your best players are having a bad game, you're like, who's going to step up? Like, who's going to take it for you, you know? And Lowry stepped up, and especially Garrett Temple, he stepped up. Uh, Wendell, Wendell Carter Jr., after the first quarter, had six points and four rebounds. Uh, that's That was that was big, you know, when, you, when you're struggling. Uh, Thaddeus Young, you know, with another 15 points. And, of course, we talked about Garrett Temple uh, averaging 21 because it's not going to be there, you know, for those guys every single night. Like, that, it's, it's the NBA. Like, some nights you're just not going to have it, and especially on a team where you're not – winning and you're still trying to figure out who can actually fit and play basketball and, and who can walk and chew gum on your team right now. So when you're at those points and you're trying to figure that out, um, it's, it's encouraging to see other players step up who you like, we need you anyway. Like we need you to be good, you know, for this team to be something. So to see Lowry step up like that and post that, like, cause that, those are the numbers I think he should always be having. Like, like he should really honestly be, be having those kind of numbers because he's that kind of skilled of a basketball player. So, yeah, to see him do it when Zach is struggling and to see it when Kobe is struggling, and you know those guys are walking 30 points, it's, it's encouraging. I, I took it as an encouragement. I, and I think we we have we do not have a core four. It does not exist. It, 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 there, there, we don't have to have one. No other team uses that saying. Like, it, we don't ha- it's not like every team has to have a core four, and we're like, we don't have one. Like, we two two of the two of the four show up and in the games we win our vets carry us like every single time it, the, yeah. the core four is always like zach's been the most consistent but like it's always one of these garrett temple dad young off the bench like let, let the vets carry it we still don't trust our core four to close out games mm-hmm. and so i think it's okay and to spell the miss Kobe White has been, I think, I, I'm I'm nervous for the rhetoric about this because I think it's now he's due for some. Where you been? What what, what are you doing? What's going on? Yeah, like you know, like you're young, you tired? Like what's going on? Like mm-hmm. like, like you should be. He should have. He should have against this Mavs team against like Josh Green guarding him and Wes Uwandu. Like yeah. he should he should have. It felt like it, it, it should have been a big Kobe game, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. weird. The big, the, the, the backcourt did not really show out. And Zach just felt like he was uh, not forcing it. And he's like, we're, do, we're good. We're by 20. Like, right. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I'm good. Like, maybe this, yeah. and maybe I should be extending the same courtesy to Kobe, but for some reason I'm not. So that's weird. Yeah, um, anyway. you, I mean, you bring up a good point, though, John, in that. Zach is consistent. He, you know, he had a quiet night, you know, scoring tonight, but but he did not, you know, of his first double digit assists of the season, um, and that uh, the vets carry us when we win, or the vets come up big when we win. Thad, Otto, and Temple combined for fifty off the bench tonight. Fifty, and you know, we mentioned Otto doing a lot of his damage in the fourth quarter. Um, I think it does say that there's a problem 
with building around the younger players that we have. And just after that collapse against OKC and hearing some of Donovan's thoughts about the younger guys needing to learn how to win and they got to close and, you know, they, nobody's going to just like give them some magic button to press to figure out how to do it. It takes time to learn how to win in this league for the young guys, but the old guys are the ones who close. So is that a concern for you guys long term? Do you think it says something about the future of these core pieces? Um, because it like we saw vets close the game again and, and the, the wins that the Bulls have, you know, a couple of big plays from Zach or somebody else, but it's the vets who actually close. Yeah. That might not be a great sign for a, a rebuilding team with all these young pieces. I think the but the good sign of it is the key person for me that was in there when you were closing was Lowry. And he was he was in the game and he was still impacting the game. So you're right. Like they went they've been he's been going with his veterans because they don't know how to win. And Billy Donovan, I, I don't know if you guys heard the the analogy he used. He said, look, you know, I, when I was young, I wanted to go to the moon. You know what I mean? He was like, but I didn't want to do what it took to be an astronaut. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so, guys, I know you want to win, but are you willing to do what it takes to win? Like, because it takes something. And, yeah, like, guys have to show that. And and to borrow something and, and uh, to say something about Will Purdue, because I have Will Purdue on the podcast, and he says something about Lowry that, that kind of resonated with me. He, he said, I, I need to know if he loves basketball. And but what that means is, and he started using Dirk, and he said, "What that means is, are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to do what it takes to like what Billy Donovan said, and that's win the game?" He's like, "Because I was privy to watch what Dirk did uh, to be great." He said, "I saw him flying in his coach, you know, everywhere he went, even after, if he had a good game or bad game, he flew him oh, in yeah. just to work." Yeah, <laughs> he the, flew the him in. Yeah, <laughs> right. He, he flew him in away. He said, "I watched how hard that dude worked." And what he sacrificed, you know, to be great. He was like, because those were the guys who love the game. They sacrifice it. He said, I don't know if he's that yet. Um, he's like, I know he's good and I know what he has, but I don't know if he's that yet. So that's kind of, I'm saying that to say, like, that's kind of what you're seeing when you see the vets in the fourth quarter uh, playing right now, because those are guys who you like, okay, these dudes are out there to win. And I know that these guys are out there to win. So it just had me excited watching Lowry out there. Cause I know Zach wants to. You know, and I know, and just seeing Lowry out there being comfortable, like, and, and I don't know if it bothers you guys that I don't, you don't see Wendell in the fourth quarter, but it, it kind of not bothers maybe the wrong word, but it kind of says something to me. Like, like I, I know yeah. he's playing well and I know that, but in, in the fourth quarter is when you play your best, you know, and to, to the point Matt is making to, to continue to go with these veterans and not go with him raises a red, a red flag a little bit for you. Um, but just it, but just to your point, uh, Matt, I, I'll take the encouragement over that. I'll, and you're not wrong. I don't, I don't want to say you're wrong at all, but I'll, I'll take the encouragement of the fact that I saw Lowry in there right. and I saw Zach in there. So I'll, I'll take that from it. Yeah, I mean, I we talk about this front court all the time. Will Lowry and Wendell work? And you see Donovan closing with Thad Young. Um, you see Donovan closing with uh, Temple and, and Otto. And so I, I, I agree with you. It was encouraging to see Lowry out there, especially after Lowry had some pretty ghastly uh, moments in their collapse against OKC on Friday night. 
where you want to see one or some of these young younger guys step up and, and make those plays to close games. But instead, you know, we see Lowry with a disgusting brick from like eight feet where you're just like, what the hell is, was that? You see Zach with the turnovers again and again. Again and again. And, and again and again. And tonight it was like, okay, well, th- they were able to stave off this team because the, the Mavs didn't really give them no. a full punch in that fourth quarter. No. They like, they cut it to like 13 at one point, Um, you know, but the th- it, like, I, I never felt threatened no. by that because that wasn't a team well, really. The film, the film session for the Mavs tomorrow will be "Don't Get COVID." Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's what they're gonna take away from this. Like, like when, when I saw Tim Hardaway was out, I was like, "Oh, this is cast. We're done." Like, we had a puncher's chance made with Tim Hardaway because he's been playing unreal this year. Oh. But like, oh it's just like the, I mean, look, it's such a weird season, and it, it doesn't bother me. I think because of how weird the season is, is it because. AK has made so little moves that we really can't evaluate the team because again we have Thad Young doing jump hooks to to close out like this is this is duct tape and you know rope trying to get a plane to fly you know like and so I I, I think it's like we just have to kind of learn how to get used to winning and then maybe we can go back and because it's I just feel like it's such a weird team and a weird season it's going to be hard for us to be like make these do, do you feel comfortable with the rookies or younger players not playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also like if you lose this game, sell 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 the team. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> especially when you're up again. Like, like you know, like they should have yeah. won. That what that it was a you saw the stats for that Oklahoma City. You know, they had a ninety nine point one percent chance to win with two minutes left. That's never, and it's just unreal, unreal fluky things. I have a question that about that uh, space spaceman quote from donovan yeah if boylan had said that if we just read that quote and we thought it was boylan how would it be received we oh we we uh, make fun of it right yeah but he deserved it (laughs) like he earned that right i think it's interesting because it's it's so interesting when i when i Donovan said i was like that's cool that's a cool thing to say yeah right because it's winning and he he doesn't like you trust an area i don't it was yeah. said by a man who won two yes. national championships and had a above six hundred winning percentage in the Western Conference for the last five yeah, exactly. years. Isn't, isn't that so interesting, though? Like, it's so important that, like, like you know, you have to be so careful if he says it. But it was like that was the most boiling s quote I've heard from Donovan so far. Like, you know what it's like? It, it, it's like a your your six year old telling you to buy stock in Amazon <laughs> and and. And then Warren Buffett telling you to buy yeah. stock in Amazon. Oh like, you're going to take it a little bit different. Same message, but you're going to take it a little bit different from Warren. And honestly, you know, that was a bad collapse to the Thunder. That was a tough loss to watch. And it was something that was very familiar to all of us Bulls fans because we saw it constantly last season. I did not expect the Bulls to cough up this game, given the, you know, the deck that, that uh, uh, Dallas is working with and that. You could tell Zach was pissed after that loss to the Thunder. I think they all were. And I think we heard the right words from Donovan after they coughed it up and lost it. I honestly would not have been surprised last year if the Bulls did this again after doing it on Friday. 
Like, if the Bulls found a way to cough this game up to, to Luka and a bunch of, like, ball bearings, I would not ball have been surprised. Bearings. I think Donovan's presence matters. And it's it's not all that impressive to beat that shorthanded Dallas team. But the way that they bounced back and responded after losing in that gross of a fashion where they collapsed like that and gave it away, how many times do we see the Bulls do that in consecutive games last season? How many times did we see the Bulls do that three or four or five games straight last season? The fact that that was one bad collapse and they bounced back with a win is important, I think. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, because like John said, you sell the team if you lose this this one right here. And you know what kind of team you kind of have if you lose this one right here. You know, back-to-back collapses like that? Like, no. So, yeah, it's, it's encouraging that, you know, they played a team that is a little bit – who was missing, obviously missing a lot of their players – but a team that's supposed to be a little better than uh, than OKC uh, because of the guys that they have and beating them, you know, even with Luka out there and holding the lead and having it and holding it and, you know, kind of like this because it got close in that third quarter. You didn't know, uh, but they kind of stabilized it and kept it moving. So, yeah, I, I, it was encouraging. Yes, I'm happy. They won. I'm happy. Yes. Hey, hey Big Dave, do you don't want – here's the difference between Harden and Luka. A, a quote from Luca at the end of the game. He was, I was being too selfish. Mm. He had fifteen. Excellent. He had fifteen assists, and his teammates were two of twenty from three. <laughs> <laughs> and he says he's too selfish. And I, I think it's that mm-hmm. kind of stuff that's different than Harden. I don't like. It's that that's level of point. like it's on me and not like get me out of here. I've tried. I, oh I my can god! Take that. At that point, I can take. Uh, I can take but yeah. like, I was too selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, His teammates were two of twenty-three. I think so. Yeah. Oh my god, he should, he should have had twenty assists instead of fifteen. <laughs> he should have oh, easily, easily. What I was explaining, what I was arguing with, I'm like, dude, give him the ball every single time. He's Why on the floor. Period. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, who am I passing to? Who am I giving it to? Who do you want to run the offense? Seriously, Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan touched the ball every game. You know. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> every every game. Like it was kind of for me. It was kind of the same argument that you would say to Mike. Like when Mike was first coming up, and then we were like, "Oh, dude, he he doesn't get his teammates ball." Yeah, but like he's got Charles Davis yeah. and, and Grandville Waiters. Like <laughs> Charles talking about Ain't nobody on his team. Like there's no one there. <laughs> oh man. yeah, I think uh, that's, that's an interesting point as far as the the Luca Harden comp, uh, guys. Uh, on the topic of Harden, we are about to play his ex-team tomorrow night. The Bulls uh, just finished their first half of a back-to-back. Bulls-Rockets um, tomorrow, tip-off at 7 p.m. Central Time. I like Everybody, of course, was obsessed with the Harden trade and reuniting with KD and the three-headed monster with Kyrie if he ever actually gets his shit together and, and plays again. But, like, low-key, I want to see a John Wall, Victor Oladipo backcourt. I want to see what that looks oh like. And I think it might be really cool. So I don't know if we'll see it tomorrow night, but I hope we do. You will. You'll see it tomorrow night. He'll be available. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything to add to that. I, mean, yes. that's, I that's, want to see that. With Christian Wood and Boogie, like that, again, that's not terrible. It's not nothing. Exactly. Christian Wood's averaging yeah. like 30 and 15 or something crazy. Right. And we saw Houston in the preseason, and we all were like, "Oh my God! Oh, that John Wall is John Wall. He's, he's back, right?" Like we nobody knew what John Wall was going to be after such a long absence, but the the one we saw in preseason looked like his his old self. Mm-hmm. He did. He looked great, man. And 
it, that's good to see. Like, it's encouraging to see because you want to see, you know, great players be great. But, yeah, now, it's interesting to see what they look like after, you know, losing hard and going through all that. And I even like what John Wall said. He was like, you know, dude, you can play. This, we only, it's only been nine games. Oh. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. And Boogie was awesome, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, like, I can't hit a play with John Wall. Like, and I, I love that Wall and Boogie are teammates in the yes, NBA. It's just that. awesome. It's so cool. All right, guys. One last thing before we get out of here. I, I know you maybe hinted at it. Uh, we didn't really talk about him that much, <laughs> Big Dave. But your boy, Daniel Gafford. Dance, dance. Your boy, dance, dance. Daniel Gafford, just got some cred from his head coach yeah. in his post-game comments. Yes. Billy Donovan credited Daniel Gafford for bringing his typical energy and bouncing back from one game out of the rotation which Donovan said was just a matchup slash stylistic issue against OKC. They played pretty small. Gafford did get back in the rotation today. He had, you know, John said, you know, he, he blocked a 7-4 guy and a 7-5 guy, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was three of three from the field. Like, yeah. just like a, a quality Gafford off the bench game. And uh, well, it, it sounds from those comments from Donovan like he's still going to try to find the right games and the right moments to keep Gafford in this rotation. He's, he's earned the right to not have so many DMPs and he, he just is very stabilizing. And in, in when he comes into the game, like you said, that energy, of course, that he brings, but you need a guy that teams have to think twice about when they go in, inside the lane, you know, or they're just going to go in and dominate regardless. So when you're watching him, like Josh said, block dudes at a seven, four, seven, five, you think you think twice after that. You're like, oh man, they, they got one of those guys in there. You you think twice about going inside yes. when you do that kind of stuff. So yeah, he he has to play. Like he's got to get out there and he's got to play, man. So yes, shout out to Daniel and and I hope to see him more. Shout out to Billy Donovan, who again, Gafford didn't play a ton of minutes. We thought we easily could have thought he was in the doghouse, and he wanted to make sure to communicate to his players. I appreciate what you do. You are valued here. You didn't play right. It has nothing to do with you. We won the game by 20 points <laughs> right. on the road. Um, right. I I have not seen – I haven't watched all, all of Donovan's postgame comments, obviously. Uh, no word yet on if he mentioned the lack of Denzel Valentine. Love it. I, hope we have, I kind of hope so. we low-key never see that man again. I hope it's – Yeah, I I hope he's just – like, I hope, I hope it's good luck on your future endeavors. Oh my God! Oh my God! That's that's Darnell uh, Labor Day in the impact zone on some other team. Like <laughs> we do not see him again. I cannot wait. He's got to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, guys, another postponement. Sixers Thunder tonight has been postponed for contact tracing reasons. The Sixers still shorthanded. Yeah, Sixers. Uh, contact tracing connected with the game against the Grizzlies on Saturday. So. Fingers crossed that the Bulls and the Rockets will actually play tomorrow God, night. This is such a stupid, stupid season. Um, and our last comment, uh, T. Foolery saying, start Garrett Temple and put him on John Wall. I legit low-key love that idea. Yes. <laughs> our best defense, be, best defensive guard, let him guard John Wall all night and start him if you have to. I dig it. I love it. I'm excited for the game. I'm ex- I love uh, – Basketball and MLK Day just starts at like three or two, and you just—it's awesome. Hell yeah, baby! We will be here starting with the fourth quarter of Bulls Rockets tomorrow night on Hot Mike on that foul on Bulls YouTube channel and on Periscope Flash Twitter for Big Dave and John. I'm Matt. Thanks for watching the Bulls Outcast. Good game.